Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you to the ESW, Jay, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Fabe, Embers, William P, Lady, Claire, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, John M, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Alice Dash, Totoro and Bunnykins, Butte Pain, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Jam Today, and Run for Cover. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Imagine yourself standing in the middle of a BDSM dungeon. Are you laughing already? This is supposed to be serious, Dara. Sorry. Okay, I'm just going to apologize in advance, but Dara is a little extra discombobulated today. Uh, as I said, she was discombobulated her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Serious. Can you get your serious face on? No. No. All right. We're going to try this again. Ready? Okay. Imagine yourself standing. In- <laughs> Just stop. I didn't say shit. <laughs> okay. I'm not looking at you. I'm going to cover my eyes and not look at you. I'm going to deprive myself of my vision. Imagine yourself standing in the middle of a BDSM dungeon. You can probably picture all the scenes that are happening around you. You can hear the sounds of the paddles hitting someone. You can hear the sounds of pleasure or pain. Maybe you can even smell the leather from the equipment or the floggers. You might even be able to smell the arousal of a very satisfied bottom. That's just an example of how much input we are constantly getting from our five senses. But what happens if we took away one of our senses, two, or all of them? Well, we call that sensory deprivation play, and it is the ultimate mindfuck. We already did that episode. Right, but now we're getting into the nitty gritties. All right, that's awesome, that's awesome. Sorry for about earlier, I have my serious face on now because Rara wants to do this episode completely serious-faced. No, I just wanted us to start serious. We never can stay serious. I mean, that took about three seconds. (laughs) Really? I thought it took about one. Well, I'll go back and check, but okay. uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Sorry, but the look on your face, it was funny. <laughs> you were like, imagine yourself standing in the middle of a BDSM dungeon. I was like I was doing like, my, my Twilight Zone thing. Okay, yeah, well, it sounded funny, and I was just <laughs> like, what is happening? Are you trying to hypnotize me? We did that episode, too. Yeah, no. I don't know how to hypnotize. Okay. 
And if I was trying to hypnotize you, I would just take my boobs out and I would say, watch the <laughs> boobs bounce. Hey, didn't he already explain that that's not how hypnotism works? I would beg to differ. I can name a lot of guys that would prove <laughs> differently. <laughs> All right. Can we get back to sensory deprivation? Yeah, so that's a thing. Sensory deprivation. <laughs> it's a, oh. we're talking about it. Oh my God. It's going to be one of those days. I'm, I'm. I'm just going to keep apologizing to you guys. No, they love it. Don't apologize for us being quirky. Us? Us. Firm on the us. <laughs> Little miss, I'm going to take my boobs out and hypnotize you with them. Yeah, well, I got to work with what I got. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yes. So sensory deprivation is a commonly used practice in BDSM. I'm not going to do this right. No, no. Go ahead. All right. I'll just, I'll, I'll let you know when you can talk. How's that? I'm just going to go sit in the corner. <laughs> so sensory deprivation is very commonly used in BDSM. And a sensory deprivation scene is an amazing, fun scene. Because as you take away one sense, the other senses pick up. So have you ever played where you've been blindfolded? Yep. Right? And then what happens with your hearing? Oh, it's hypersensitive. And also my skin gets hypersensitive. My my sense of feeling and stuff gets super heightened. And I'm just like way more sensitive than I should be, I think. Okay. That is sensory deprivation. Ooh. Ooh. And it's just, it's a fun way to add a little extra something to a scene. Because you can add sensory deprivation in just about any scene that you do. I know some bottoms who need to be blindfolded in order to do an impact scene in a dungeon because otherwise they get distracted by all the other scenes that are happening and they can't focus. So they ask for a blindfold Interesting. in order to be focused. I know tops who love to blindfold their bottoms because they don't want the bottom to see what's about to happen. They don't want them to see what toy they're going to pull out. So believe it or not, I actually did that yesterday. Okay, please share with the class. I had a client yesterday and uh, probably somewhere in the middle of it. So he's one of my electro CBT clients and I pulled out a few extra toys than what we would normally use. And he goes, yeah, I totally want all of those this time. This is maybe the third time he's come. So we're, well, come over. Yeah, but be careful what you say. <laughs> that has come has a lot of meanings yeah, here. Yeah, not not that meaning. He's this is the third time he's come over for a session and we keep adding stuff and you know making it a little mm-hmm. more interesting and this time I was like, "How do you feel a little about a blindfold?" and he's like, "Yeah, let's do that." So he didn't know what was going on and I would say, you know, before before I put the blindfold on him, we picked the different implements and I laid them all out and like, "You're good with this, you're good with this, you're good with cool." So this time we picked a couple of impact implements and a couple of sharp implements. And I had them all hooked up. The electro was going. It was it was super, super awesome. And I used the Wartenberg wheel on his nuts. Oh, uh, and how did he respond? He didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he liked it. And I, I got to use it in a lot of different places. And I worked very hard to... I'm... I've... In most of my scenes, I do a lot of parallels. So, like, if I do something on one side, I have to do it on the other side because, you know, balance. Yeah. Most bottoms appreciate that. If you, it, here's a, here's your little tip has nothing to do with sensory deprivation. If you want to fuck with your bottom's head, only hit one side or hit twice on one side and only once on the other. It makes us crazy. 
I was doing my best to actually do that on purpose yesterday. Yeah, because it makes us crazy. Yeah, I was trying to not balance it. And so one of his nipples, he said he he felt very lopsided. (laughs) But with the blindfold on, I think it made it a lot more interesting and a lot more intense. It, well, that's it exactly. It make it intensifies the play, and it makes it fun. I have done sensory deprivation scenes. I don't typically include a blindfold in my play, and you're going to appreciate this. Okay, why? <laughs> because it'll mess up my eye makeup and my hair. I knew it. I knew it had <laughs> something to do with the hair. The eye makeup, I should have known that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> I should have known. But the hair, I knew because the band, you know, going yeah, around your it messes. I, knew I don't want to because I get all pretty before we go to an event, and I put a lot of time and effort into being pretty, and I don't want it messed up. But if I have a top that really wants me to not be able to see, I just tell them I'll close my eyes, and I'm really good about not opening them. Are there any like sticky iPads? Things that you can put on, it won't mess up. It'll still mess up your eye makeup, but maybe not your hair. So well, much. there are different. I've I've seen. And somebody actually used, because this one I said was okay. I And a blindfold that the eye part was like concave, Mm -hmm. so it didn't rest against your eyes. I've seen those, yeah. Okay, that I like, because then it doesn't mess up my makeup. Okay. And I'll figure out ways to do my hair. Now that my hair is much longer, Mm -hmm. a lot of tops like me to put it up out of the way anyway. It gets in the way, so. Yeah, I I was noticing, because at the last party we went to at Sir Devane's, you had had your hair up. Yeah, I had to put my hair up, because it's. Now, I mean, when, like, before COVID, and I, w- I was getting my hair cut all the time, so it was, it was shorter. Now, I've just been letting it grow, so it, it gets in the way. But yeah, yeah, I did notice that. I was, uh, it looked a little bit, I'm not used to seeing you with your hair up in a, in a ballerina bun, so yes. I was a little confused, <laughs> but yeah. That's why, so then I can wear the, the blindfold that way. But also, there's, there's things with your ears. We're going to go over the different senses and ideas for what you can do to block that. Right. But one of the things that you need to be very careful when deciding on a sensory deprivation scene is, first of all, it is much more psychologically demanding than when you're not taking away somebody's senses. Remember, if you're taking away their sight, their hearing, to somebody who normally can see and hear, you are making them more vulnerable. I will. um, I have actually experienced some of these. Uh, One of my very first times subbing was, I don't know, six years ago now. I agreed to having the blindfold and, you know, all the other stuff. And it was wild. It was massively vulnerable. You're 100% right on that. I'm right. Did you hear that, guys? Mark this on the calendar. She says I'm right about something. Don't we have a thing that has a picture of you that says I'm not wrong? I'm I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining all the ways I'm right. Yeah, that one. But you're actually admitting I'm right. So I, I just want this. Right before. I, I know, but I just like it marked on the calendar every time that happens. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what What's the Yiddish for that? I give all <laughs> Oh, you're making me the clam. You're using Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I make her speechless. I just say something in Yiddish and she's like, oh my God, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. So it's much more psychologically demanding. You, you're more vulnerable. You just have to be, and especially you have to put so much trust in your top. I mean, once you yeah. can't see, I did a scene and I'll talk about it later where I was actually, it was a very long scene and I was moved from place to place throughout the dungeon while I was blindfolded. That's a whole lot of trust in mm-hmm. your top because they're, le- he was leading me to different stations and I had to completely 
trust what, what he was saying. And the communication, you've got to find alternative ways to communicate. If you've taken away their hearing, if you've taken away their sight, there's different things that you have to do. And we'll get into all of that joyful stuff. Let's talk about the, the different senses and ways that you can take them away. All righty, let's do it. All right. So most common one, sight. It is the easiest to get rid of. And it's the one we also rely on probably more than anything else. So we've already talked about blindfolds. That's the number one. But there's different things you've got. I mean, have you ever seen like the horses with the side blinders? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not completely taking away your sight. It's just limiting it. Right. So that there's less opportunity to be distracted. Interesting. Right. So that's one possible thing. Hoods are a common theme. People like to put hoods on. Um, You can also, as I said, I've been told, close your eyes and don't open them. Right. Because then, so I like that one a lot. I've used that when I've dominated before, not really topped so much, but like when I'm trying to really get into the power play part of it, because it's like my will is keeping your eyes closed. My will is keeping your arms where I said they are. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. That's I think why I never really got into restraints and stuff, because I tell you to do something when I'm doming you, you're going to do it. Well, exactly. And that is a form of bondage. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a mental form of bondage where you say, don't move. And if you do tell your bottom, don't open your eyes, make sure you're paying attention so that the minute they open their eyes, because it's going to happen at first. Yeah, they blink. Right? You stop what you're doing. And until their eyes are closed, you don't start back up again. And if you're in the middle of some really good, fun times and you stop- can because you, they've opened their eyes. Can you imagine if you're like doing a forced orgasm thing or even um, orgasm denial and you tell them, no, you opened your eyes. Exactly. That's, that is perfect. Holy shit. Would that fuck somebody up? Right? But there's another area of sight that people are forgetting and that is forcing them to see things. So set up something where they have to stare at it the entire time. Like a mirror? A mirror, you could do a mirror. You could do, have them watch unsettling or arousing media. So put up, put on a screen and get porn going. Uh huh. And porn that they like or a porn that they're not into? Both. Depends on what you want to do with your scene. Oh, okay. So let's assume you're going to do, you want to do orgasm control scene, right? Mm -hmm. You set them up so they are watching something they love and turns them on and they have to watch that, but then they're not allowed to have an orgasm. I would die. I just pictured myself in this situation watching somebody like screaming or listening to them screaming or something like that. Oh, my God. You can use that to heighten their sensitivity. You can also, let's say they have a kink that embarrasses them or humiliates them. Find some porn of that and turn it on for them to watch. You can also, let's say you have, this would work for me because I hate watching myself have sex. I don't want to know what I look like. Oh, 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 I know what you're saying. And then record, record at some point earlier, record them, let's say in my case, record me having sex and then during a scene, have me watch it. No, you know what you do for that? You get a CCTV and you live loop it through. So you have the camera facing you while you're doing this. And then the screen is also facing you. So you have to watch yourself live. Oh, yeah. It loops through the- Oh, there we go. Right. um, Yeah. 
I mean, oh my god, every, that'd be so cool, right? Everybody, see, everybody automatically when they thinks of sight and sensory deprivation of taking it away, and they totally forget of the control and making them be able to see mm-hmm. things, but only certain things, controlling what they can and cannot see. I like that idea a lot. I kind of want to use it. Nope. I'm watching the wheels turning in her head oh, and just coming so up with ideas. some ideas. I have so many ideas. So that's, that's what you can do for your sight. All right. So let's talk about taste. The sense of taste can't really be taken away. I mean, I think you can a little bit. There's got to be like some sort of numbing gel or whatever. Yeah, right, you can get you like, can is it, what is it? Anbasol, like the teething gel? Yeah, you can do that. But also that's... I don't know. I think that's a bit much. But what you can do is overwhelm the sense of taste. Oh, yeah. So think way too much peppermint, way too much hot pepper flakes. You can overwhelm the sense of taste and make it super sensitive. Onions. See, that's weird because I like onions. (laughs) Oh, I did have something the other day where I finally said, oh, my God, that's too much garlic. There. Oh, I actually said that. All of my Italian ancestors rolled in their graves. <laughs> but yeah, it was too much. So can you have too much garlic? Trust I me mean, on I this. think so, but I didn't know if the Italians could think so. I mean, this Italian certainly did. Okay. I was barely. And God knows it. you speak for all Italians the exactly. same way. Same way I speak for all Jews. Exactly. Right? That's that's exactly what we do. Good. Okay, so the really cool thing is you can do this with like the thing that really gets me personally is warheads. The candy. Oh, goodness. I can't stand those things. They hurt. They turn my mouth inside out. Ooh. They hurt. They're so overwhelming. Have you ever had one of those things? I don't think so. It's like, I usually, if I'm having if I'm having candy, it's chocolate. I don't see the purpose of any other candy. I, this was way, way back in the day. I don't have that much candy anymore. But the one that I remember was those little hard candies that have this like powder on the outside. It's a sweet candy, but it's got a sour powder on the outside, and they're called okay. warheads. And I swear to God, Rob, my mouth went like this. <laughs> like, just turned inside out. Well, I mean, you could do lemon. Make somebody suck a lemon. I like lemons. <laughs> you are not right. <laughs> I like lemons. I like onions. <laughs> okay, sour? Make no, them- the the the... Some sour candies I cannot right. do for sure. And then the important thing to remember too is that taste and smell go hand in hand. So if you want to mess with taste, plug the nose. Plug the nose. Mm-hmm. You can actually, so there's charts about what parts of the tongue have the different flavor settings. On oh, right. Them. Like some are sweet, some are sour. Yeah, so and- like I think it's the two, there's two strips of your taste buds on the side that are for the um, the sours or something. I'm getting it mixed up. And there's a spot in your mouth where there's nothing. I do remember that. So you can put it on a one side of your tongue that it's not supposed to be on and you don't really taste it. But when then when you move it, you can taste it. it. You'd have to have a very small piece of whatever it is. But I, I think you can actually mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So one of the things with taste is you can do a lot of food play with this. So, and you can restrict their sight so they don't see what's coming. Mm-hmm. You can restrict their hearing so they don't hear what you're doing. And then you feed them stuff. So I just had this image of, um, did you ever see Hell's Kitchen? Yes. The show with Gordon Ramsay. You know that that the episodes where he has them do the tasting blindfolded and they have headphones on? Oh, and yes. And they have to guess what it right. is. I think that'd be really fun. And then every time they get it right, they get an orgasm. X 
excellent idea for and then a scene. Every time they get it wrong, they're like edged more. The, I think that's a brilliant scene. I want to yeah. do it. All right. There you go. Because I know that's the kind of stuff that you like with the. I like the mental shit. Well, yeah. And I don't like, f- I don't personally like food play because it's messy. I, like <laughs> I don't food. do mess. That would work mess. very well on me because I actually genuinely love food like that. I'm a total foodie. And I, I think I know somebody who would do this scene with me. Come to think of it. I don't know. Somebody who would do this scene. Maybe I can convince them to do it for their birthday next year. Okay. And then we'll have to find out how that went, please. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll probably be there. Okay. You can also do, be very sadistic with the taste buds, right? So take a taste that your bottom doesn't like and force them to hold it in, in their mouth. <laughs> right? You That'd can. Be, that's really. Yeah. I know. So, so you could do it. Hot sauce. Spices, lemon juice. I was going to say, if somebody doesn't like a lemon and you're putting the lemon in their mouth and they have to hold it until a certain amount. Oh. You know, there are people who think cilantro tastes like soap. It's Me. an actual condition. Me. Right? So put cilantro in their mouth. It won't. Blech. You're not allergic. It won't kill you. No. 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 Nope. <laughs> no. No. I'm sorry. What was that again? No. That's purple. <laughs> That's my limit. I can't. I can't. It tastes like shit. That stuff is disgusting. I don't eat at um, Chipotle at all. You can ask for no. Covered in in cilantro, cilantro and lime. Everything is cilantro and lime. That yeah. I'm normally okay with lime. I don't like it. (laughs) Just no. How do you really feel? Don't hold back. I don't like cilantro. Okay. (laughs) So I don't care if you come at me. Cilantro is a no. So that would be a fucking sadistic scene. Yes, it would. The important thing to know if you are playing with food is allergies. Yes. Oh, my God. Please be careful okay? with that. I have a seafood allergy. And I'm not saying that wrong, folks. It's not that I mean I'm allergic to shellfish. I'm allergic to all fish. I have had reactions to salmon. I have had reactions to tuna. I can't be around seafood. And to be safe, I don't do. I don't eat anything that lives in the sea, like seaweed. I, I don't like it. <laughs> if it lives in the water, I don't eat it. Just to be on the safe side. I right? don't want to risk it. So if you're going to to do this kind of a scene, double check with your partner what allergies they do and do not have. Make sure that their medication or EpiPen is available just in case. Yeah. So I have an allergy with uh, for pine nuts and a couple of other things. But that one really, really came into play the other day. I went out to dinner with some friends. And it turned out that everything on the appetizer platter that they ordered had pine nuts in it. Uh oh. Yeah. We were like, oh shit. <laughs> so that was that you gotta be really stupid careful with that. I mean, like, do not hesitate to ask. Do not hesitate to clarify what medication they need. It could be so- anything from Benadryl to an EpiPen. Be careful. So hand as we said, hand in hand with taste, go smell. Oh, yes. Now, smell is less commonly used to play in the area of kink, but it's absolutely possible to include it. Smells are very powerful at triggering memories and emotions, right, that are connected with that smell. I mean, I know growing up, my father used to smoke a pipe, mm-hmm. and I don't mean the illegal substance kind, folks. I'm old, so I meant my father smoked Like from, an actual, an actual tobacco to- pipe. Tobacco pipe. And he had this vanilla cherry tobacco that he always smoked. And long after he gave it up, that smell, if I was walking and I smelled that, I'd look around and go, dad, dad, where are you? Dad, are you here? 
I completely associated that smell with my dad. So it it's just, they're so entwined, just smells and memories. I actually have a weird story about that one. As opposed to all the other non-weird stories? No, this one's on the paranormal spectrum. All right, I have my coffee. Go for it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so there was a friend of mine in high school. He basically was my brother. Uh, High school through a bit of college and all of that, we very close. Our families were very close. Unfortunately, he died when we were in our early 20s. And for several years after that, every single time I drove back to the area, I would smell something and I couldn't quite identify it. But then one year I drove back, I passed by his house a little while later, I smelled him. It was this one smell that was, I don't know if it was his cologne, his deodorant, something reminded me of him, the smell of it. I swear to God, he was sitting in the passenger seat with me. I never saw him. I smelled him. I knew it was him. Oh, wow. So smells are very, very powerful. Yeah. my So Voldemort, right? I don't usually have much nice stuff to say about him, but the guy smelled good. Yeah. <laughs> credit where credit is due. Okay. He had his strengths. He smelled good. <laughs> and one of the things, because we were long distance, one of the things that I used to do is before I would leave, I would take one of his shirts that he had worn and had not been washed yet, and I would stick it in the Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would feel myself starting to have drop or get sad, like a fucking addict, I'd pull the damn, <laughs> I'd get the bag, I'd open it up, stick my face in, and it'd be like, because <laughs> I have to do that because we're, we're audio only. I was so say, it looked like you're snorting <laughs> an illegal substance. I swear there. to God, that's what it would look like. <laughs> and then I'd quickly close the bag. But that smell would relax me and calm me. And those are the type of things you can include in your scene. So let's say this one, I I found the suggestion and I absolutely loved this one. Swipe your fingers through your partner's pre-cum and, and swipe it and swipe it under their nose. What? So now that they smell it throughout the scene. Whoa. I thought you were going to say something like, Put on the sexy deodorant that they really, really love. No. Put that under their nose. Take their underwear and put that on their head and use that (laughs) as the blindfold. Because it smells like them. (laughs) I pictured Captain Underpants. If it was Captain America's underpants, (laughs) sign me up. All right. I'm sorry. Captain America's hood looks like underpants. If it smells like him. Oh. I mean, I don't know if he smells good or not. He looks good. I need to he know. He looks if, like he smells good. He looks like he smells good. I don't know if he actually does, but he looks like he would. I think there's one actor who, like, apparently, lo- oh, was it Brad Pitt? Like, super smoking hot dude way back in the day, but apparently he just didn't smell right. I think there was a Matthew story McConaughey about that. doesn't use deodorant. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know how I feel about that. Right? I like deodorant. I like, so my husband has, well, so Daddy J has this deodorant that I picked. It's my favorite. And um, I told you this. He puts it on his chest, not just on his pits. He puts it on his chest and lays down in bed with me. And I could be half asleep and I'll just cozy up to him. And that's right. what gets me to snuggle him. Well, that's it. I mean, let's say you take you take a shirt that, again, hasn't been washed yet. So it smells like him. And you wrap that around your neck during a scene and now all your endorphins are going to go crazy because oh 
my daddy. It smells like daddy. Right? That's actually a really cool thing. So when we talk, so this isn't deprivation though. This is sensory addition. It is, but it's, it's all under, it's all considered under the big umbrella of sensory deprivation. So play. Sensory play. Because it, I, I guess, so if you're overloading a sense, though, if you're not taking it away, but you're overloading it. it usually the others will end up going away. Okay. That's where that. And okay. a lot it, of times, a lot of times these happen together. So for instance, I might blindfold you and now your other senses are more sensitive. Focused. And, and focused. Yeah. And now I'm going to overwhelm it with the sense of smell. That's interesting. So it, whoop, you said the word. Drank. Oh, here we go. Here we go, drink. She's. We're gonna do a new. Every time I say so, and or she says interesting, drink. Mm. Okay, but it was actually interesting. It was like I, know. I like or the, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, it, I like the psychology behind it, it's, and it's cool. And for me, I don't <laughs> care about the psychology. I just want to have the fun. I, I why why it happens? I could care less about why I it happens. Love the why. I just want to have the fun. I need a psychologist on here explaining why kinks. I'm working on that. Really, I'm trying to find. I that. will take that episode for two hours. I will ask so many questions. Oh, if we can keep it to two hours, that'd be fascinating. Ha! Drink. You took my word. I said fascinating, not interesting. Yeah, but you said interesting or fascinating. I didn't say interesting. Oh, for the for, fine. I'm listen. Any excuse to drink my coffee here. <laughs> so anyway, see what I did there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can we talk about hearing now? No, we're still on smell. Oh, okay. Because we forgot. Because we've been talking about adding to smell. Mm-hmm. We for, we haven't yet mentioned the taking away. So you just plug their nose, right? You can plug their nose. Are you there can those, like swimmer clips. You can use a swimmer clip. Cotton works. Ooh. Tampons work. That's how people stop bloody noses. I've seen that. Yeah. Right. You can also use a hood. Oh, because when you zip it up, it blocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. Right. Ooh, so then all you smell is the leather. Exactly. Scented candles. There are some great scented candles. Got to be careful with that one too, though. Well, yes. And then there's also the sprays, right? So I actually don't use room sprays like that because a lot of them have pine-based... Some of the candles are pine-based. Some of the liquid in the sprays are pine-based. Yeah. I got sprayed with one once uh, when I was substitute teaching way, way, way back in the day. I had a substitute teaching gig. And yeah, I broke out in hives. But if it doesn't touch you. The spray did. It sprayed. You well, know, right. It was one of those automatic sprayers. Gotcha. And I walked past it and it yeah. sprayed me. And it was pine-based oil. I'm allergic to pine. <laughs> I guess, therefore... If people have allergies, be aware of all this. Yes, just saying. Right? Make but, sure you're aware. You know, people <laughs> buy the candles. Happens. People buy the candles uh, that smell like the holidays, mm-hmm. like right Christmas. Can- I'm not. I'm not Christian. I don't know. But there's apparently a smell that's related to Christmas. Pine trees, I think. Uh, you're asking the Jew. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So you've got that gingerbread. Gingerbread. There we go. That I know. That's definitely or like sugar cookies or something. Maybe no sugar cookies don't remind me of Christmas. But I don't okay, know. I'm guessing. But but since since you can have all this and you can spray a, a shirt, a pillow, a pillow. You can spray. I mean, spray the blindfold before because it's right there. There's different things. The gag you <laughs> can. <laughs> can you imagine putting like a Vicks vapor rub? Well, that's what I was talking about with your partner's cum. Yeah, but as Vicks a Vicks va- uh, rub is better. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, did you hear that, Daddy J? She says the smell of Vicks vapor rub is better than the smell of your cum. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. He knows. Okay. <laughs> that's that's my bodily fluids issue. Hard limit? Yeah. Yeah. See, it has nothing to do with the smell. It's just bodily fluids. But you do you, boo. I'm <laughs> Don't use Daddy J's cum. I, that's, I, that's mine. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you're not using it either, so. Well, okay. Then you can, you can have some. Thanks. <laughs> so we share. She, we have shared. I don't understand. We've shared Daddy J. Why are you looking at me like this when it's like we've already done That's this? That's why I'm confused by you're like, you can't have it. Well, I changed my mind. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'd share diesels with you. Yeah, but it's still bodily fluids and I, that's still a thing. So all right. I don't need, thank you. You can have all of okay, it. Okay, now that we've probably grossed out more than half our listeners. <laughs> No, they're probably sitting here just going, what the fuck? You know, guys, we record some, you can always tell whether you're listening to an episode that was recorded first thing in the morning or a little (laughs) bit later and where we are in our coffee progression. And the crazier we are, it's usually it's earlier and we haven't had as much coffee yet. I disagree. You think it's the opposite? I think it's the opposite direction. The more caffeine we've had, the crazier we get? No, I think the more recordings we do, the sillier we get so that the last one is just nuts. We get slap happy. Yes. You slap me, I'm happy. (laughs) I wanted to say that. I was going to say that and you took it. Damn it. Yay for me. I was going to say, I'll slap you and you'll be happy. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe we won't get sillier this time because... We may just be silly. We're, End this, of story. This is just I'm a little sleep deprived. I don't know what your excuse is. I'm sorry, you're sleep deprived? Deprived? <laughs> I'm fried from fried. lack of sleep. So I'm, so I'm sleep deprived. Sleep deprived. <laughs> okay should we go on now what (laughs) you want to go on now okay all right are we doing hearing i think that's what we're up to (laughs) okay these people are like yeah we've got enough we're hearing right now can you please move on somebody said they came for the information (laughs) and they stayed for the fun and laughter so I'm just giving I'm giving the audience what they want. Thank God, yes. <laughs> it's too late to stop this train. I'm sorry, but if you're t- <laughs> dying. <sighs> Ten years later. Oh God, we're gonna have to do the Twilight or not Twilight <laughs> elevator music. Thank you. <laughs> I think I might have actually <laughs> choked to death on that one. She did the arm pumping thing. <laughs> hey guys, drink. Rara's crying. I think my eyelashes came off. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take the other one off too because you're a little lopsided right now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, no, no, no. As oh, I was saying, yeah, I think it's a good thing that people are are very accepting and uh, loving of our ridiculousness because I don't, I don't know how to turn it off at this point. So sorry, people. This is here to stay. We're just, we're just psychotic. Okay. All right. Hearing. Yes, I hear you. Go. Okay. God, that was bad. <laughs> 
things like hoods, if they're full head hoods, they can also block hearing, especially if you add like cotton balls to it. Earplugs really work well. They don't work that well on me. You know the ones that you're supposed to put in to like block your partner from uh, snoring? Well, if you put the earplugs in their nose, that doesn't work. You're supposed <laughs> yes, to put them the in earplugs in their ear. nose. <laughs> you know the ones that you squish up because they're that foam yeah. stuff and then you put them in and it expands? Right. Don't put that in your partner's nose to block them from snoring. I feel there's a story <laughs> attached to that. No. How would you know that it doesn't work? Oh, it might have stuck my finger in his nose to stop him once, but... Wow, I just kick. I'm... I've also done that. Ugh. I've gotten so used to it now, though. Between him and the dog, I'm like, all right. Who's worse? The dog. <laughs> Clearly. Well, and the dog farts, too. So, Oh, my God. That one that she <sighs> ripped last night, I couldn't breathe. See, that, if we could capture that smell. No. Nope. And use that. No. Nope. That was. In a horrific. scene. It was like a, a wave of green mist <laughs> wafting up from my bed and sliding into my, you know, you know, the Disney villain Lime Green. That's what it was. In addition to like plugging the ears so you can't hear, you can also use headphones to play music and have specific playlists. It could be loud music. It could be music that your partner hates if you want to be sadistic. It could be one song. What is that? The Earworms song. Oh, and you God. have that play, play Baby Shark over, over and over again. Play Baby Shark over and over It's a small world oh, no, no, no. after Don't do that. All. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, right. no, no, no. You can do that. That's my nightmare song oh, right that? there. There we go. So you can do that over and over again. I did, in the big scene that I did, I put on my favorite playlist that sort of helps me get into almost a subspace mentality. It takes me off. You should you should put your playlist in um like the stuff that you used to use with Simple Beauty and you'd put the headphones in when she was tying. You. Oh, I have I you have should, my BDSM party. Right, you should upload that into a resources page, like the list of songs, and maybe people would be interested. I in think that. I can. I I think what I can do is I can share it. I can make it available for for people to. I don't know if it's download or, or sh- you can share it so it's public. The other thing that would be really cool is. What if we asked people to share their playlists? Oh, that would be awesome. Because I'd right, be folks. very interested in hearing what other people like to play or listen to during a scene and what kind of scene they're doing it with. Maybe their musical choices change with whatever scene they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I know you. if you have certain like electronic music that's... It could cause mental confusion if it's the kind. There's also certain songs that if you have the earphones in, like it's coming through one ear and then it comes through the other ear. Versus I think at the same time, club music does right, that. and you've got that yeah. playing. That'll that'll mess up your balance and your perception, your mm-hmm. space perception. I mean, these are all way cool things. I know this would be particularly useful during like an interrogation scene when you want your bottom to be more confused. Oh yeah. You could play a soundtrack of just people screaming. Oh, yes. Or if you want to get the right people moaning. Mm. Yeah, but Sex I'm thinking sounds. like torture screaming. Right. It, it depends for, on what for, you're looking well, for. Well, because for the interrogation scene is what we were talking right. about. Mm-hmm. Me personally, uh, something that would really get me going is just cello music. Get you going? Oh, I love. Are you kidding me? Me and cello. Did you not know that? I, it doesn't. It's not something that often comes up in conversation. So, no, I no, did not I know that. I have a thing for the cello. Like, it's. Yeah. You didn't know that? I'm 
Okay. Li- okay, so you know I have the auditory fetish. That right? I knew. It's cello is a big part of that. Literally, the cello sound makes me horny. Wow. So there's this band called um, Apocalyptica. Interesting name, yeah. Okay, so it's like- And they play the cello? Because I wouldn't have thought Apocalyptica and cello would go together, but they, okay. They do. It's a four-man Norwegian, <laughs> Nordic-ish, long hair, no shirts, leather pants, strings instruments. One of them is a cello. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. That is- Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's it's more it's not just them. It's literally the sound of the cello. Like I can listen to remakes of songs just on the cello and it's gorgeous to me. I love it. It literally will make me horny. All right. So, so that would be something that you could put on to put you in a good mood. Right. You obviously can put things on to put you in a bad mood. Let's say you are trying to set up a torture yes. scene. Put on soundtracks from horror movies. You know, the background noise of the people screaming as they're being murdered. The <laughs> type of sounds. <laughs> yeah, that, right? Honestly, though, that would probably just make me laugh. It, you, it might, but somebody else, it might oh, not. Yeah, that's that's true. the whole point, you know? That's true. You're trying to set up um, a CGL scene, put on children's music or Disney classic music. That would definitely put me right into little space right. for sure. You could, as I said, if you want to drive somebody mad, set up a song on repeat and the same song just plays over. And over and over again. And watch them slowly lose it. I have so many fun ideas right now. I want to do some of this stuff like really, really badly in, a, in another electro scene. You can add any of these to any imp- scene, yeah. any type of scene. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some other ideas as we go through. Let's move on to touch. Okay. Right. Now, depriving someone of their sense of touch is a bit different. The skin is the largest organ in your body. There's there's two ways to do it. Either they can't touch or they can't be touched. So maybe you have covered them in liquid latex or plastic wrap. And now they can't feel things like they normally do. Or you've covered their hands in mittens. That one I think is really interesting because it's... So even if you have gloves on, you still have the use of of your fingers. You're, right. They're all separated. But if you have mittens, it's like one giant finger or something. It's a little <laughs> – it's disconcerting to me. Mittens. Yeah. I can't do mittens. Right. I think that's a little – it doesn't even put me into little space. It just wigs me out. So that's interesting. What if you put mittens and then wrap that in saran wrap? Absolutely. I think that would be really cool. Right. There's also topical anesthetics that you can put on there to go into – that will numb the skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, it like imagine. So imagine uh, you put them on the nipples. Now mm. they can't feel their nipples. They can feel the, the breasts, but not the nipples. Oh, wouldn't that piss you off? I personally would appreciate that because my nipples are so sensitive that one of my hard limits is you during impact, you can hit the breast, but not the nipple. So if actually I could numb the nipple, that might help me. I, that no, not for me. That would actually piss me off. Well, okay, I don't think piss off is the right word. It'd be a really interesting way of like torturing and stuff, and that would be a little exciting. But I'd be like, I'd be fighting that. Sounds like there's a lot of things we can do with this and you for some real sadistic play. Yep, that would definitely work. And this is the kind of sa- sadistic you're okay with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it's this not kind pain. Of stuff. No, 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 I love this kind of stuff. 
I actually kind of want to try the mittens with the saran wrap on it sometime. I really think that'd be fun. Daddy J, you listening? We got a whole lot of ideas here that we want to try. Now, all of these you need to be careful with. You need to watch out for low blood pressure. Right. You need to watch out for those, like my good friend Dara here, who have latex allergies. And you have to be careful. Uh, Seizure disorders, anything that might affect the bottom when you're doing this kind of stuff. Yep. And you always have to ask. Don't hesitate to ask any ideas that you have. You know, and people, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to know if you have problems. Yeah. Just if maybe do like a little test beforehand. Especially if you're working with anything that has latex. Yep. Because unfortunately, latex allergies is one of those things you don't know you have until you're touched with latex and you respond to it. So there's one, there's a thing that um, we discovered doing electro that some people have an allergy to ionized aluminum. Who knew? You don't know. You literally cannot know until you have electro play and you're using an right because why would you don't go to your allergist and go hey can you test me for it's it's the weirdest thing and so like you ever see dog collars and stuff like the little shot collars yeah that some dogs have an allergy to that too because it's a ionized metal and their neck breaks out and people are like i wonder what's going no it's because your dog's allergic to this thing and like people have the same thing it actually causes uh welts and you don't know until you try it Aww. So you should you should definitely test it. Absolutely. All right. So now you've got somebody tied up and they're and they're sensory deprived. What you gonna do now? Whatever you want. That's right. The world is your playground. I thought you were gonna say oyster. Allergic here. Oh yeah. I guess you can't say the world is your oyster because you can't have oysters. No. I'm sorry. They're delicious. And supposedly they make you horny, right? They're aphrodisiacs. And eh, not to me. Nah, I'm still I'm sticking with my green M&Ms. I, I'm more of the chocolate covered strawberry kind of girl. Yeah. All right. So what are some of the things that you can do to incorporate this? Well, you can play with sound, music, whispers, do something around the room and make them wonder what's going on. Oh, the whisper thing would be really cool. I oh, oh yeah. I've done something like that before. We kind of lean toward it a little bit. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? What? What All is right. going? Okay. Okay. Play with touch. Tickle, pinch, use ice cubes. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know it's coming, right? Then try warming cream and blow on it. Mm. I, I think toothpaste. There's a Tooth, yes, toothpaste. That's really fun to do. I've done that on nipples. It mm-hmm. it heightens the sensitivity. Yeah. Um, you can bite them Ooh. with a little bit of candy, <laughs> some fava beans. <laughs> Fear play is great when you've when you've taken away senses because you can really create fear and anticipation in your partner. Let their imagination do the work. Oh, and can. imagination is so much scarier than anything Absolutely. you can do. You don't even need to totally describe something. I think we learned this in another episode. If you're doing fear play, you don't need to describe everything in detail. You give them the hint and whatever is in their imagination, they will run with it. I mean, have you ever seen somebody doing whips? And they'll make the whip crack, mm-hmm. but it hasn't touched you. My very, very favorite example of this is actually from The Punisher. He's got the guy chained, blindfolded, and he tells them that he's going to strip the skin off his back by using a blowtorch, but it's going to feel cold because that's your nerves dying. And he turns on the sound of the blowtorch, but then he uses a popsicle. I love it. Exactly. So, and the guy's screaming bloody murder right. because he thinks he's being flayed with a blowtorch, but he's not. It's a popsicle. It's brilliant. Right? 
sensory deprivation is also really good if you're trying to dehumanize somebody, trying to objectify them. It restricts their basic functions, their ability to interact with others. So trade a blindfold for a hood. And that deprives them of many of their senses, their sight, their smell, their hearing. Right? With any, once you take away all these functioning senses, the bottom's going to seem less human. Yeah. There's, there's a, I, so I personally, I know you don't like that. I personally really like stuff like that. I like being told I'm an object and this is my only use. I think, I don't know why. I just, I really like that. It's a cool thing. I th- I've never done the hood, but I think that is on my list of things to try. I think that'd be neat. And I don't want to do a hood. It'll mess up my hair. Of course. And your eye makeup. Yeah. But if your hair is already in a bun, does it matter? Yeah, it still does. All right. What if it was just private play and not like at a party? I don't do private play. This is the problem. When you are an exhibitionist, you need an audience. But you played with me. Privately. I know. know. It's it's a different kind of scene though. It was it was fun, but it was it doesn't it doesn't send me into subspace. It doesn't really it's just very different for me. Now I did a scene long ago at a dungeon that actually is closed now. That's how long ago it was, where I had a blindfold on and I had earphones in and played my favorite playlist loudly. So I couldn't hear anything else. And we started off on a St. Andrew's cross and I didn't know what I was being hit with. I didn't know what was happening. He moved me at one point. Moved me again at another point. I didn't know where I was, what I was doing or anything. It was a really amazing scene. I absolutely loved it to have that. I also will do, I've done impact scenes that way too, where even though I don't move around, sometimes I do this if it's a smaller audience. Yeah. I, I, I like to try to fix my headspace. Because as I said, as an exhibitionist, I need a large audience. I love a large audience. It puts me, that will put me into subspace more than anything the, the else. The more people there, the better, right? Yeah, really. So when there's a less of a crowd, sometimes I need to find another way to get me into that space. I have seen you with a smaller crowd go like really work it because um, I, I'm not, I've seen it when it's m- smaller crowd, but more audience participation. Yeah. So like, when Blue was doing her Hitachi narrating thing, that was that got you. Right. So if there's more people participating and egging you on and doing things and interacting, that's when I've seen you go like right. crazy. So if I don't have that, to get myself in the right headspace, I will focus my senses on hearing and I put on my playlist that helps put me in the right frame of mind. Right. And so I will do that a lot. But here's the thing. So now you're doing the sensory deprivation scene. You need to find a way to communicate with your bottom and they need to communicate with you. Because the normal things, you've got a gag on them, they can't talk. You've got headphones and they can't hear you. You've got blindfolded. So how can you communicate to make the scene as safe as possible? Especially if you're doing check-ins and stuff. Right? You have to do a lot, probably a lot of extra check-ins. Right. Because you might not, their their responses are going to be different than they would be. And you also need to be more careful, I would think, to not pull them out of wherever they're at. So, like, if they have headphones on, 
is touching them constantly? Is that going to pull them out of their headspace too much? Or It's going to be a little more shocking because they don't know the touch is coming. Right. So you have to be careful. So maybe when you do touch them, it's a little more gentle. Mm-hmm. It's not as harsh. Uh, some people use like a tapping system. One tap, yes. Two taps, no. Or, you know, yellow and red. Do something like that. I've seen the thumbs up, thumbs down. Yep, seen that. Right? I mean, we did last week when we were at the Crucible for Risqué. It is very loud there. Oh, incredibly. Right? So I, I worked out, I did, I topped for an impact scene. I worked out hand signals, thumbs up, thumbs down. And I would have to get super close to, to whisper in their ear, not even whisper, but Say, are you okay? What color are you? Pretty much. What color are you? But there's all, as I said, so there's that. You can give them a pet toy that has, you know, the, the bell, the bell in it, the, the sound thing. Squeaky? Squeaky. Well, it could be squeaky or it's also, I know I have with my cat, those balls that have the bell in it that make sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You can have them hold on to that and drop it. Or literally anything. Right? I know people who have, if you, they tap their top's leg. So to indicate that, a problem. They have to know where the top is. If they're blindfolded and have headphones on, it's going to be a little right. more difficult to know where the top is. So, yeah. That's one of the reasons I use the connection cable for Electro at Risqué especially or at Crucible anytime I'm there, any big party or event. I like that connection cable because if I can't hear they're saying something, then all you have to do is drop it and it's over. Yeah. Disconnection done. Right. So you need to be aware of all these things and take them into account and plan for them. Definitely need a lot of prep. All right. So I do not recommend a full sensory deprivation scene with unless you're with a partner that you know and know well. It's not taking on a blindfold and using that during your first time playing, not as big of a deal. As long that's, as they can hear and talk. That's basic kink, don't you think? Right. The blindfold. For some, yes. Yeah. But for some people, that's that's a big deal for them because they rely so much on their sight. Well, I'm just saying because that's normally the one that you see yeah. with um, people who are just starting to learn kink. They start with a blindfold. Right. For me, that would be basic because I wore glasses for 30 years before I finally had LASIK. <laughs> so I'm used to not being able to see. <laughs> I'd come home and I'd take my contacts out and the glasses off. And now I just have to pray there's not a wall in front of me. <laughs> I don't rely on my sight as much as maybe somebody who's always had 20-20 vision. But hearing, that's a bigger deal for me. Right. Taking that away. Taking away, I mean, gags are a hard limit for me. And it's not even the idea of having something in my mouth. I need to be able to talk. You would have thunk that. Right? As I tell people, if you want me not to say anything, then just tell me not to say anything and I won't. But I need to know that I could if I had to. I like gags. A, a lot enough. of people, a lot of people do. And that's, that's the beauty of this lifestyle. You know, I always, as we like to say, kink is customizable. You get to pick and choose what works for you and what doesn't. And also everything you like, I don't. And everything I like, you don't. So. I like Daddy J. Okay. Well, that's different. That's a people. <laughs> I just make sure he doesn't, he doesn't think I don't I like him. Um, I meant kink wise. <laughs> Everybody likes Daddy J. He is. He's very likable. He's so sweet. Anyway. All right. So this is all about the sensory deprivation siege, which includes obviously heightened senses. So yeah, sensory play. Okay. 
I, I just because deprivation makes me think takeaway, but we talked a lot about addition. See, and I and when I think sensory play, I think of like feathers and stuff. Feathers, ice cubes, tickling. But we talked this about is, a lot of that in here. Okay. So senses play. Sure. We'll do that. All right. I would love to hear from everybody if they've done scenes like this, if there's any ideas for uh, scenes that we haven't mentioned, we haven't talked about. We love ideas. So yes. send those to us through social media, please. And um, actually, we're also requesting the playlist. Yes. What are your kink playlists? What are and your go-to? Give me give me different scenes with different playlists, or if you just have one that you do for all your scenes, I'm very interested in... in hearing what all those different choices would be. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife. We are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. 